Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to yet another week of Inbound Agency Journey. This week, myself, Gray McKenzie, flying solo. I've kicked the main man out of the office. I've taken over the flight panel, and Andrew Dempsey is going to be off this week after being with you last week. Um, so this episode, this is episode number 91 of the podcast, and this is also the fourth and final episode in our agency framework mini-season here. So episode one of this mini-season, which was actually episode number 88 of the podcast, I'm getting you all confused here. That's three weeks ago, Andrew talked about what it looks like to create your agency vision, the next week, he and I walked through um, putting together your org chart, your core values, your job descriptions, kind of outlining what you want your agency to be. Um, not in terms of kind of the first week was like, what do you want your uh, lifestyle or your business to turn into, kind of setting out what your vision is. And the next week is what's the team that it's it's going to take to achieve that and the culture that we need to build here. So really people, people and culture is kind of uh, the second step there in episode number 89, two weeks ago. Last week, um, kind of a meaty episode, Andrew got into the client journey. So mapping out exactly what your client journey is, how do we visualize that? That's helpful both for your delivery team. Obviously, that's going to be helpful for them, but also in your sales process. You can leverage that same asset um, or at least a modified version of it. And then documenting what are all the deliverables that our agency is is going to be providing for our clients and how do we deliver those? So what are, what are the processes? What are the tasks that go into each of these and the processes that our team needs? And I think a really important point is just don't get overwhelmed by that. You don't need to map out 200 deliverables. Each one has 10 tasks and each one has a 15-step process under those tasks. That's You're going to be doing that for months. Um, so start simple. Pick the, uh, pick the 20% that you do most frequently in terms of deliverables. Get at least the tasks outlined. And get started. And then the mindset of continuous improvement, taking uh, two hours a week, three hours a week as a team to work on improving these processes that you have and building out additional stuff as it's needed, um, that's going to set you up for success. So don't let perfect be the enemy of good is the moral of the story there. So you have that client journey visualized. This week, I'm going to be talking with you about pacing towards your goals. So what are the what are the tools? What are the skills that our team needs to be able to achieve this. And ultimately, the way that we serve our clients, um, which is going to be what we're largely talking about here today, um, although we'll, we'll get into some internal stuff as well, the way that you do that impacts whether or not you wind up achieving the vision that you laid out in step number one for your agency. So let's talk about, I think the starting point, this is one of my favorite topics, but just the topic of expectations. You guys all know the core of any relationship, business or otherwise, is, is simply trust. Can I trust this person? When they make a promise, will they fulfill it or not? There's a lot of other factors that go into whether you get business, whether you don't get business, whether you uh, retain that business, how profitable you are. But ultimately, um, trust is the the core component of your reputation, and your reputation has an awful lot to do with, with the success of your business. Um but certainly the biggest piece in 
any uh, any company is trust. Is there is this a trusting environment, or is there a lack of trust here for good reason? So we're going to talk about how you establish trust with clients, and that's the, the single biggest factor in retaining a client. Performance is obviously huge. Um, you can't really separate the two. You, you kind of need both. Um, and the way that you get both, obviously you're not going to sell a new client if you don't promise some kind of performance or they, they don't have that expectation. And the way that you build trust is by meeting that expectation. So I think the core principle is you need the expectations to be clear in your marketing so the way that you're positioning yourself as your prospects are going through, reading your content, watching your videos, listening to your podcasts, um, interacting with you on social media, the way that you set expectations there needs to be perfectly aligned with what they're going to run into in the sales process. As they're talking with your sales team, are they going to be hearing the same type of expectations that they already have? Are those going to be reiterated? So obviously, you can't be as specific with your marketing as you're going to be, you know, you're a blog post or whatever it is, as you're going to be in a one-on-one sales conversation because you just have way more information about um, where that company is right now and what are the resources they have, all that kind of stuff. But they need to be um, hearing the same type of expectations kind of confirmed or altered based on their situation. And then what's going to happen in the delivery process once they're actually working with you? Are those expectations that were set by marketing and sales being met by the delivery team. So if you promised, if your sales team promised a website build in eight to 10 weeks, you can't let that thing drag on for 20 to 24 weeks and expect the client to be happy, even if the results are great, um, unless there's constant communication back and forth and you're adjusting those expectations as you go, which we'll get into. I think one of the big things here is just figuring out what, what your prospects and clients care about and having that language. So in the inbound space, people talk about traffic leads and sales a lot. And especially, uh, probably more so, five years ago, traffic was, even though it's it, we kind of look at it as like, hey, that's a bit of a vanity metric now in a lot of ways, that was, that was a big thing for a lot of companies. And we were able to close deals based on traffic generation. And then as that became a little bit more predictable and easier, um, especially with the rise of some some paid channels, we saw a ton of people, obviously everybody wants sales at the end of the day, but we saw the conversation shift towards leads. And now with the growth of the inbound sales movement and inbound itself kind of becoming a, uh, another way or almost synonymous with like a growth team, um, we're seeing people kind of continue to go farther and farther down the funnel with what they are having to, uh, promise or what, you know, the conversations that we're having. And overall, I think that's an awesome thing. Every single business out there is simply looking for, if I put money in this, what's the money that I get out? That's an overstatement. I'm, I, that's, uh, uses some hyperbole there to say that's, that's all that business owners are looking for. Um, there's a lot of different things that, that go into that, but everyone's looking for the ROI. What, if I make this investment, what's the return that I get? So you need to make sure that you're using terminology and the metrics that your prospects are are looking for. So if you're serving the nonprofit space, you probably don't want to be talking about traffic leads and sales, um, even though they're looking for roughly the same thing and they can make the translation, talk about um, 
you don't want to talk about customers necessarily as much as you want to talk about donors or um, whatever their target audience is. So make sure you're using consistent language, that you're picking the right metrics, and that your whole team is aligned around that. There's a lot of different things we can get into there. Um, I think you guys already know and have experienced a lot of this. But make sure that your entire team is on the same page around what the client journey looks like and that accurate expectations are being set. Now, a lot of customers come to you and they say, um, you know, you're talking about doing some kind of inbound partnership with them. Hey, this is a 12-month thing. Typically, our clients see these types of results and they're going to ask, well, like based on our situation, what are we going to see? Now, that's where we use the game plan to help us get more specific with um, what those results might be, what, what's reasonable to expect and help us with some of that. Um, but everyone's going to want to have some rough idea. And they are going to have an expectation whether you set it or not. So it's very important for you to be part of that expectation setting process. And then as you're working with them, continue to consistently update them on the progress towards that and address those expectations. It is much easier if you're going to be below on expectations, especially for some crazy reason. They thought they were going to be at uh, 300 leads per month by the end of the year and something came up, something's not working well, uh, and they're going to wind up at half of that, at 150. That's a really tough conversation if you walk in at the end of the year and that's the first time that they realize that um, that you don't have a plan. You know, They're going to have some idea based on the leads that they're seeing. They're going to have some idea that it's not working great, um, but, but you really want to manage that along the way or that's going to be the end of that relationship um, when you try and have a renewal conversation at the end of a year. So make sure that you are keeping them updated, that you've picked those metrics that you're going to care about and focus on with them um, as your as your primary metrics, and that you're reporting on those consistently. So let's talk about, there's obviously a ton that we could get into there, but, but we're going to kind of skip past a lot of the objections or questions that um, you guys may have, because this next part is going to help to address some of those. And that is, what are the internal tools that you can use to help um, manage client expectations and pace towards the goals that you have as an agency and with your customers? So one of the tools that we use um, is the Level 10 meeting. And that comes from the Entrepreneurial Operating System, or EOS, which we've been running on for the past, uh, well, I guess 2016 was our first full calendar year on the EOS. Um, and all that is is a weekly internal team meeting. It's got a whole bunch of different components to it. One, uh, which is a scorecard review, um, is there's there's a couple key components to it, but one that we use and and has been really helpful for us is having a scorecard review. So one of the principles of EOS is like everybody's responsible for a number. And that number could be a lot of different things depending on what you're measuring, depending on what you care about, depending on the stage of your business, depending on what you're trying to improve right now. Those numbers aren't going to stay the same forever in most organizations. Um, but that might be uh, revenue. That might be our client retention number. That might be our, we sent a, uh, an NPS survey, a net promoter score, and that might be our, our net promoter score. Um, obviously the inverse of retention would be, what do our churn numbers look like? It might be the average uh, contract value or the average lifetime value of a customer. There are a lot of different things that are going to um, go into 
what numbers you select. It could even be marketing-wise at your organization. It could be just, just as simple as traffic leads and sales. Um, but we have, uh, depending on the stage of the business and what's going on, uh, five to ten, I think right now we're at eight numbers that we're measuring on a weekly basis. And so we report on those numbers every single week, and those numbers should be actionable. So if this number is way down, or, or down a little bit, like what's the action we're going to take to help correct that? Um, it's not there to freak out about, but it's there to help us pace towards those goals. So the scorecard as part of this level 10 meeting each week helps us to see how are we progressing towards the goal that we have. If your goal is, as an agency, I want to be doing $100,000 a month in revenue, um, you want to be measuring that on a weekly basis and looking at, at that and focusing the conversation around that number, as well as around, that's kind of a lagging indicator of how your agency is doing. Um, And so some of the leading indicators would be what's your current customer's happiness? What's happening on the marketing side of things? What kind of leads are you generating? Um, What's the sales activity looking like? So picking out, you know, that might be, I think that's a good number. The, The revenue number is a good number because that's the one that is the most black and white. Here's exactly what we did. But you want to have a mix. And I'd say for the most part, you want leading indicators. Um, what's gonna, what's, what does it take to get us there? So whether that's, here's the number of decision stage leads that we need on a weekly basis in order to hit our goals. Um, or here's the number of proposals that we need to send out or the number of contracts we need to review together. Here, uh, here are the metrics that, that we know we need to hit in order to achieve this end goal as we've measured our, our funnel and how it performs at different stages. So the scorecard, I think, is a, is a big thing. And you want that internally and from team to team internally. That might be different. If you are doing EOS, you're familiar with this with the, with the concept that it starts with your leadership team and then gets rolled out to the rest of the organization. So definitely it starts there. There may be different scorecards. There will be some scorecard changes, at least, in different areas of your organization. But you want to have that charted out and know exactly what numbers matter and what we're measuring our success by. So scorecard is one part, but really the core, the heart, at the heart of the level 10 meeting is this desire to make sure everyone's on the same page, that we're not wasting time, but that we are working together as a team to solve our biggest issues. And so the longest section of our L10, our level 10 meeting each week, is a section called IDS. And that's simply our list of issues that gets brought to the meeting that requires the attention from everybody at that meeting. And IDS simply stands for how we work through those issues. So it's identify, discuss, and solve. So I might come in with an issue, what I think it is. Our very first step is to identify it. Is the way that I'm presenting that issue, um, hey, we're down $10,000 versus our monthly goal in revenue, and we've got four days left. Um, Here's our, like, I think that our issue is that our sales team isn't closing up. Well, our first step is to identify the problem. Is our issue really on the sales side or is it retention? Should we be upselling more? Is it something else? Is this a problem at all? We're identifying what the problem is. Once we have that, we're going to discuss it and figure out uh, what is the best plan of attack. So this is kind of comparing and contrasting uh, alternative solutions and figuring out creative solutions together. And then our last step is the solve step. And that's simply let's choose the right option that we have. Uh, the best choice from what we, from the options that we came up with, and then let's outline what exactly is our plan of attack to solve this problem. So here are the three steps 
assigned to three different people that the three different tasks that need to get done in order to get us back on track. So an issue might be a client fire. That's a pretty common one to come up in a client uh, services delivery team. This client's really unhappy. So our very first step is what what's the root cause of their unhappiness? How can we solve that? Okay, now here's the, the implementation plan that we're going to have to resolve this issue that we have with the client. So the level 10 meeting is really kind of um, what our operations revolve around. Everyone generally knows what they're supposed to be doing. Everyone generally does it really well. The level 10 is kind of like our come in, here's the big issues that we need to work through together, um, make sure everyone's on the same page, kind of recalibrate for the week and move forward from there. So that type of routine as we're pacing towards our goals is really helpful. The scorecard, uh, we talked about that, is uh, is awesome as well for tracking your progress against that goal and making sure that everybody's focused on the right uh, key performance indicators, KPIs. And then lastly, there's a lot of different ways that you can do this, but as an agency, one of the things that we highly recommend, and this comes from the EOS as well, but running an in-depth organizational check-in every six months or some regular interval to track your progress towards your goals, but also to look at, um, this isn't necessarily like our revenue numbers, but this is kind of towards a healthy organization. Are we building the kind of environment and business that we need to be in? So the EOS has a simple 20 question, I think it's 20, yeah, it's 20 questions, organizational check-in. And we run through that every six months. And it's basically, um, you get each, each question Every person answers individually. You do this all on your own and then come back together and compare and contrast and, and talk through them. But uh, each each one is graded on a scale of 1 to 5. So the highest possible score that your agency could get would be 100. Obviously, the lowest would be, well, I guess the lowest would be 20 if it's 1 to 5. Um, so you're looking for somewhere in that range, preferably on the high side. And I think the first time that we did this at Do Inbound, we probably had an average score of somewhere around 60. Um, that number, it's been really cool to watch that number now that we've done that three times. So we did it at the very beginning of 2016 as a team, middle of 2016, and then beginning of 2017. And it's been cool to watch those numbers continue to go up as we recognize, okay, here's what we need to work on as we're working towards a healthy organization and um, hitting the growth goals that we have. So it's really... Uh, if anybody wants to see that, you can either Google it or shoot me an email, gray at doinbound.com, and I'm happy to share what that spreadsheet that we use looks like um, and actually can just put together a template that, that you guys could use and just fill in your team member names. And uh, it's nothing complicated, but you could just shoot your uh, – ha- have each person take it and um, and actually if uh, if I get that email a couple times, I'll probably just shoot a video and share it with anybody who emails me um, with those resources. That would be a great great one for another blog post at some point as well. So that might that might be coming. But um, but it's pretty straightforward. You can also Google the EOS organizational check-in, and you can find those same questions there. Build your own spreadsheet. Help yourself. Um, whatever works best for you. But, but that's been really helpful for us and cool to see. We kind of have the more in the trenches up close and personal stuff on a weekly basis. And then we step back um, with our organizational check-in every six months. Now, in between that, there are uh, quarterly in-persons. 
a lot of times monthly in persons. Um, and if we're not doing an in person, we'll have a much more in depth team meeting on a monthly basis and then quarterly basis. But we're trying to track our, as far as quantitative stuff that we do, we look at it in terms of um, our weekly scorecards, our organizational check-ins every six months, and we have quarterly metrics that we also evaluate and um, quarterly rocks, a whole bunch of stuff from the EOS framework. So all that to say, I'm not here to say you need to be running EOS. I'm just here to present, here's how we're doing this, but figuring out what your routines and habits are as you pace towards those goals and how you pay attention to and measure your progress against those goals. Um, that is the key. And ultimately, both internally for your organization's, uh, for the sake of your organization's health and externally for your client relationships, setting those expectations well, referring back to them con- consistently, and um, and ultimately making sure that you meet those expectations and, and preferably exceed those expectations that's all that people want. That's all that, uh, whether it's agency space or the software space, everyone just wants expectations to be met. So that's all I have for you here in this episode. There's a lot more that we could get into. I'm sure that we'll do a follow-up episode at some point, probably based on questions. So feel free to send those in. Um, appreciate you guys giving this one a listen. Stick with us next week for a special episode. I don't want to pull too much off, but uh, Andrew and I are going to be doing a little behind-the-scenes action for you so stay tuned for episode 92 as well and until then have a great week keep moving things forward thank you for listening to inbound agency journey you can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast again that's doinbound all one word dot com forward slash podcast if you enjoyed this episode head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.